Awesome. We'll wait for everybody to connect. Welcome to another Wednesday Wisdom. Super excited to be here. My name is Kylie O'Miller. For anybody who's new here, um, this is a segment through my KO17 Lacrosse app. Um, usually for app users, but we are opening it up to anybody and everyone um, because I think what's so important about what we do is um, I like to sit down with a lot of my favorite people from the sport of lacrosse and from other sports and people who have inspired me throughout my lacrosse journey um, and just kind of tap into who they are and what makes them so inspirational to me and to all the other people that they touch within their lives. So I, without further ado, thank you for being here. And I'm so, so excited to introduce our guest today, um, Kristen Carr, as we know, Cookie, uh, <laughs> aka Cookie. Um, so I'm so excited to have Cookie here. She is someone who um, has really taken me under her wing throughout the um, the U.S. national team kind of tryout process and training weekend processes. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Um, and I'm so excited that we've been able to kind of blossom this this friendship um and i'm happy to have you here so a little quick introduction before i kind of have cookie introduce herself to the to the crew but and i know that i'm missing a million and seven things right now because she's a stud but uh cookie is a member of team usa since 2008 she's been to two world cups she's a unc women's across 2013 alum she is now the new assistant coach at Hopkins Women's Across. Woo! Like that. <laughs> love that back in Baltimore. Um, love to see that. Uh, she plays for the WPLL Pride. And again, so much more that I'm missing, but I'm um, so happy to have you here. And um, Cookie, thank you for being here today. Kylie, you're the best. It's a pleasure to be here. And I can say the same thing about you. You're such an incredible person. And I know we all grow just to be in your presence and learn from you. So everybody who's on the app, like what a treat for you to get inside of Kylie's brain yourself. So I'm pumped. I can't wait to do this little chit chat with you and get going. Awesome. Um, so I like to always start this with something, a little segment I like to call off to a good start. Uh, I think a lot of these interviews that you see, people just hop right into the questions. Um, <laughs> and I like to really, really just kind of dive deep a little bit and really know like, how are you doing today? You know, um, before we get into it, but uh, we're going to ask two, three, it, sorry, three simple things. But first and foremost, I'd like to know something that you're thankful for today, Cookie. I love that. So I would say that I'm extremely close with my family. Um, I have two brothers. I'm right in the middle. Uh, my older brother's a year older, younger brother's two and a half years younger. So we're super close and without a doubt, always thankful for them. But I think now more than ever, I'm extremely thankful for my health, not just my physical health, but my mental, emotional. Um, I think, you know, we're all kind of navigating this crazy time together. And Kylie, you and I have had many conversations with that and our teammates. And I feel like we're basically on a plane and there's a lot of turbulence and we're like trying to figure out when it's going to land and who knows when or where. And we're just trying to like go through that as we are. And I'm grateful just to have each day and really just the, the health and wellness of everything. So I know that that cannot go more than appreciated, especially now. That's for sure. I love that you put that like an airplane because that is one of those feelings that just nobody knows what to do in. Um, you just have zero control. And that's, I think, something that we've talked about a lot with, you know, with Coach Jenny Levy and everything. Like she's always said, like, this is something that is completely so far out of our control, out of everyone's control that's listening and something so unprecedented. So I'm grateful that you said that because it's so true. We're, we're lucky to be able to be here and just 
do this and have our families and have our bodies and, um, you know, just the little things in life for sure. Um, Something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today. So I loved that. Love your questions. I think they're awesome with this deep dive. I would say Kylie that I'm a planner. I love my planner. I like to journal and every day I have a word that starts with my intention. Um, it's kind of, it obviously changes each day, changes each week, depending on what that, um, what my focus wants to be today was actually focused because I had a lot going on. I was in a bunch of different places, but, um, I think that with us trying to train, but not really know when, or when we're going to get back together, like you need to have that focus that day-to-day intention but know something's going to come eventually um so i would say just being able to have an intention live by it infuse it in my day-to-day and um just at the end of the day look in the mirror say okay did i accomplish this yes i did and go from there so not like a big big accomplishment but i think those smaller steps really um eventually will get to the bigger one so i would say that I love that. Um, and I love that you said that you journal. I knew that already about you, but that's awesome to know for our listeners. That's another segment that we do um, through my app because that's something that's special to me as well. I have like 12 journals on my nightstand right now. Um, <laughs> but I take it a little to the next level, but there's something on our app called Kylie's Corner. And each week we, we work on a different habit in our little journals. Um, so I love that, Kylie. <laughs> so I love that. We're gonna steal. We're gonna steal that for next week, and we're just gonna write down one word every morning. We're gonna set our intention for the day. It's gonna there be next week. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Last but not least, something. I mean, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit. Everything's really up in the air and uncertain right now. But you know, something that you're pumped to go out and chase, whether it's tomorrow or later today, this week, in the coming months, in the coming years. What would that be? So obviously for, for my role and and what I do in my career, um, I coach collegiately and we just found out at Hopkins that our students are going all online, which means we can't actually have that in-person training. So what I am chasing or what I want to accomplish, I guess, is to have pace and to find or continue to find the joy and value and pacing myself because Kylie, I feel like as coaches and as competitors, we're like, okay, we need to do something and we need to do it now. And like, we have that urgency and we're always constantly moving. And we have to realize that this is really a marathon and it's not a sprint. And um, we want to make sure that we are, again, going back to that word intention, very intentional with what we're doing, but we're not completely like overdoing something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that being a coach, I'm super excited for the fall. Although I have not met my team yet. I've met them via zoom, which has been interesting as I'm sure a lot of us have. Uh, but I am a huge relationship person. So I'm just excited to cultivate those relationships with my players and, um, hopefully tap into a different side of them. Probably that I might not be able to necessarily if we had fall ball, because as you know, like fall ball is really about like, you know, honing in on your stick skills and all that stuff lacrosse oriented. So 
maybe this is a silver lining in that standpoint. Um, and then obviously training with our training for Team USA and all that good stuff. I know that with us, we have our little virtual training workouts just about every Wednesday. And, um, you know, it's not the same as being with you and being able to run next to you, but it's definitely keeps the excitement going and, um, something that I truly look forward to and just to kind of change things up a little bit. So I would say off the bat, those are be like the, the bigger picture um, things that I'm looking forward to and want to chase every, every second of the day. I love it. You know, turning uncertainty into something at least a little bit more settling, um, I think mm -hmm. has been one of the main challenges over the last couple of months. And I think it's something that whether you're a collegiate coach like yourself or someone who's training for Team USA like both of us or, um, you know, even someone at the youth level, a coach, a parent, anybody who's listening here, you know, everybody's been having their own struggles over the last couple of months. And I think just the biggest main overall struggle has been that uncertainty and not really knowing what's going to come and what life is going to look like and how long this madness is going to go on. Um, but I think, you know, just kind of finding that, that, that place where you can take that deep breath and be like, okay, there is something that I can chase every mm -hmm. single day still. Um, there's something on the horizon. still. I might not know what it is, but um, you know, it's going to be really fun to wake up and chase and find the people around you too. I love that you said that. Um, for those of you who don't know, me, Cookie, and a couple of our other teammates, we like to get on Zoom every Wednesday morning, nice, bright and early, like 7.30 in the morning. We hop on there and um, Coach Jay Dyer gets on there, our strength and conditioning coach with Team USA. <laughs> you like and, to dance. Kylie teaches me her dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It gets interesting at 7.30 in the morning. We wake up our neighbors when we're out in the driveway. Um, but I think that's so special. You know, you got to find your people. And even if you can't be, you know, physically right next to them, like, this works, you know, we, we just have this, this sense of family, this sense of community. And whether we're sitting here chatting about it or we're getting up and we're doing our Zoom workout and getting those dance moves going, either way, we know that we're kind of um, working towards this, a similar goal. So I highly suggest, like you said, to anybody out there um, to find your people and be able to connect with them any way possible right now while you're staying safe. Yeah. Um, and Kylie, off of that too, I just want to point this out because you said it without saying, and it's like, we found our, our purpose, you know, and I think for a lot of us, we, we get mixed up when we don't know what that purpose is, but when we know what we're looking for and what we want to achieve or accomplish, you can work backwards and build yourself back up to, to get to that ultimate goal, which I think is super fulfilling and powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And even in a time that's, that's not right, like right now, right? That's just like, in general, you know, if you feel lost, or if you feel like you don't know what you're doing each and every day, it's, it's good to find those goals so that you can, like you said, work backwards. I love that you said that. I'm going to take that into my journal tonight. Um, but see, look, we're learning from love it. every day. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we know where you're at now, you know, at the absolute top of the sport, inspiring young ones and myself all over the place, your teammates, the people around you, um, you know, but can you tell us a little bit about your introduction to the sport that we all love, that we all are kind of here together you know, because we love the sport so much. How did you get introduced? Where'd you grow up? Did you play other sports? Uh, talk about that. 
Absolutely. So I am born and raised a Baltimore, Maryland girl. Love the crabs, love football, love all that Baltimore, Baltimore O's through and through. Um, but I would say, so my parents, um, they played so many sports growing up from football to basketball, swimming, all that stuff. Never lacrosse. Um, my dad is from like a Western New York mom's from Maryland. Um, but again, neither of them really understood or knew lacrosse. My brothers and I had so much energy and they just, my parents just tossed us into rec leagues, like anything, softball, basketball, soccer, uh, and lacrosse. And, you know, they really just wanted us to burn our energy. So when we would come back home, we would like go to sleep and not be crazy and bouncing off the walls. Um, and I, so I started playing sports when I was probably three or four and just constantly on, on the go. And, um, I mean, not much has changed cause I'm still pretty much on the go as I know you are too. But um, little by little, I just grew to love um, the, the game of lacrosse. I mean, it has the finesse with your stick. It has the power uh, that you see in soccer players as the speed and quickness in basketball. You have to work on your uh, spatial awareness from clearing the ball in a soccer game to clearing the ball in the lacrosse game. You're, you're working on your, your two-man offense that we worked on all the time in basketball and the two-man game is huge in lacrosse and you know, that's not even going into defense, which is so similar to, and um, I played, when I got older, played soccer, lacrosse, and basketball all at a high level, um, AAU, ODP for soccer, lacrosse club. And I think that I would never be where I am now without having those experiences. Um, playing multiple sports, you get to learn from other coaches. You get to learn from other teammates. You get to put yourself in environments that are probably really nerve-wracking at first, but then you create this uh, space where you can become a little more open to new experiences and um, just being a part of a different type of team. Uh, it's very humbling to be on more than one sport. Uh, we're not always good at everything. So you can kind of take those little pieces away and you learn to work on those weaknesses to become your strength. So 100%, I think for any of the youngsters out there, if you have a chance to play multiple sports, absolutely try to do it. Um, it's only going to make you a stronger not just a stronger athlete, but definitely um, build your character up. And I think as you get older, like those character traits of like resiliency and work ethic and grit are so important in any field that you try to do um, outside of your sport and obviously within that sport. For sure. I, uh, that's so funny that you said you played soccer. I played volleyball, basketball, and lacrosse as well. So three sport athletes, and I have all so many of those similar answers to you. So that's why I was smiling when you were saying that, but, um, it's, it's so great that cause you learn so many different things from different coaches and different people around you. Um, and I, now that I'm a little bit older and now that we play lacrosse, like full time. Um, I find myself trying to find a uh, volleyball league that I can get into or like a rec basketball league. Or I something. love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around. I mean, a lot of times I, I get a little nervous because I don't want to hurt myself. Right. But because I know that I would go way too hard. Um, that's the competitor in us. Right. We can't <laughs> help it. Um, but at the same time, I miss those sports. And that's what they're, where those memories and all those really awesome things come from that you that you mentioned. So I love that. That you have that same perspective. Um, and I think, you know, something that really also stands out to me, uh, I've known you for a couple of years now, mm -hmm. um, but something that really stands out and 
I've heard from a bunch of us as well, a bunch of our teammates, a bunch of people in the lacrosse world, just, you know, first impression about Cookie and every other impression from then on is that you're such a kind, genuine, caring human being, um, just an all around awesome person. And, you know, I want to know, like, where does that mindset come from? Is it there all the time? That positivity? Is it something that you want to, you work towards each and every day when you wake up? Is it something that you're very aware of? Because um, I know that that's something, you know, personally, it's something that I want to strive to be is, is a more positive person. I want people to, you know, also think that about me is that you're, you're shedding a positive light on the people around you. And that's something that you most definitely do on and off the lacrosse field. So, um, you know, just kind of talk about where that that mindset comes from, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's very sweet of you to say, Kylie. And again, like I would just throw that right back at you because I do think you are uh, sunshine and you always like brighten other people's days too. So don't don't sell yourself short there. Oh, um, <laughs> but I guess I would say that um, so I, as I've, you know, become more experienced and, you know, just have matured, I, I have four core values that um, I really feel like I, I hold near and dear to my heart. I mean, core in Latin, just for a little school for everybody, uh, means heart. So it's really uh, just, I take a lot of value and pride in them. Um, and one is joyfulness. One is positivity, compassion, and competitiveness. And I think that I really do live my day, my day to day with those four in mind. And I think it's come to a point where I, I don't think about this stuff, you know, it's just, it's just who, who I am. It's who you are, like whatever those core values are to you. And, you know, I don't think every day is like rainbows and butterflies, but I do feel that if, you know, for, for me to be who I am, I, I have to like reframe things if they don't sound right to me, or if it's not kind of like where I want to meet them. So if something I don't want to say negative happens, but if something happens where it's uh, disappointing or you're getting feedback or some, or some type of news, I try to take a step back, reframe it, observe what I'm thinking, and then respond instead of reacting in the moment. I think it's, for me, pause moments are really important. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be long. It's like you take a couple second pause, you breathe and then you reframe that uh, scenario. So you can look at it in a different angle um, and find the, the positive or find the silver lining in that moment. Um, I think I'm a optimistic person too, as, as you, I would say you are too, Kylie. So I, I probably have, um, I don't know, I just probably have a, I like to see the light in things and I always think there's good in people and um, you know, you want to showcase those strengths and people and, and build them up. I think that's super important because um, everybody has such great unique talents and abilities and you want to, to help them find the belief and confidence in themselves and what better way to do that than to encourage them to shine brightly like they, like they should. So I think that's also very important to me too. 
Awesome. I mean, I, I absolutely love that you mentioned core values and you taught me something there as I'm sure our listeners as well, but I did not know that core meant heart in Latin. So uh, thank you for that. I mean, that's my takeaway for today. This is only, tw- we're only 22 minutes in, but that's my takeaway for today. Um, <laughs> but that that's incredible. I think it's, like you said, it's something that you practice enough and you make aware of yourself, like aware in your journaling and all these things that you kind of it's almost like, um, like our physical training, right? Our conditioning when you're, when you're running your sprints and you're trying to get your endurance up, all those different things that you're training in your physicality, it's the same thing up here. Um, and it's the same thing with how you are as a person and, and those kinds of values, if you practice them over and over and over again, you're almost conditioning yourself, mm-hmm. uh, mentally as well and into the person that you want to be. So, um, I think that's so, so important, everything that you just said. And I think it's, it's really gotten to you to where you, you are now. Um, and that's what's, what's really great about this. And just, I think, talking about where you are now and at the highest level, you know, you've played at the highest level, played lacrosse at the highest level at almost every level that you've played at, right? Um, you played at one of the most prestigious colleges in UNC. Um, you know, you won national championships, you won um, <clears throat> you won World Cups, you won gold medals, you've done it all. Um, and I know you have more on, more on the list to do, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, let, can we talk about pressure a little bit? Because I think when we hear like playing at the highest level or doing something at the highest level, I think this, this next thing that comes to mind is pressure. Um, and the next thing that comes to mind is, you know, like, um, you know, not messing up and making sure that we can handle that pressure and, and what it takes to get to that level. Um, I guess, can you first talk on, on what kind of commitment and sacrifice it really takes to, to get to that highest level? Um, mm-hmm. What's always a dream of yours? And, you know, just kind of talk on that. Totally. Well, you know, I, like you said earlier, like we're competitors. So did I know there was a U.S. team when I first started playing lacrosse? No, I didn't. But I just found the love and the joy of the game. And I kept wanting to play. And I kept wanting to play all the sports. And again, like we talked about with that multi-sport athlete, one thing kind of bleeds into the other. Um, which brings me to my next point. I think, you know, for us, like how you do one thing is really how you do everything. And it's it's all-encompassing. Like, I don't think we wake up one day and it's like, I'm going to train hard this day. and then the only thing we do is train hard. Like we have a lot of other tasks that we want to complete and we're probably going to do really well at every, those things too, because we just have that innate desire to want to, to be our best and excel in everything we do. So, um, I think it started from like the love and the joy of the game. And obviously we, had opportunities to to play at prestigious collegiate institutions and then opportunities to try out for the the u.s team and you know it i think we i owe a lot to my my coaches to putting me in positions to succeed in that way i owe a lot to my teammates that have helped push me to that that point in my career. Um, I mean, I don't think we would be where we are now without the village behind us. Um, there's so many incredible, incredible people that are just constantly helping us grow and um, rethinking and learning and just, just developing into the best lacrosse player, the best athlete, the best person we can be. Um, but I think when you get to a point where you're playing at the highest level, whether it's professionally, the national team or your college team, high school team, whatever level that is, like 
uh, pressure isn't a bad thing. And I, I don't consider it bad. I think that, you know, I'm, I was reflecting on it as a coach and a player. I still get butterflies before every game. And I, I kind of enjoy that because I, a, it shows that I still care about what I'm doing and B it, it makes me feel ready. And we've worked so hard leading up to that point and have prepared so much that like when I have those butterflies, I'm like, okay, let's do this. Like it's go time. And, um, I think that pressure, you can see it in two ways, Kylie, one external pressure, like the scoreboard or internal pressure, like the pressure that you put on yourself. And whether we're talking about external or internal, like the last thing you want to do is succumb to that pressure. We want to embrace it. And as we become more experienced in our sport, we learn how to manage that pressure that's unique to us and how we can handle that and, and still execute at a high level. So, you know, when we're in those tough moments, like in a game and you know very well what, what those moments, what those big moments can be, but you become at a point that, you know, you're just so engrossed in the moment and almost possessed that everything is in slow motion for you and things just happen naturally. But it's a byproduct of all the work you put in up into that moment. And, and that's where I said that, like, that pressure is really a privilege because it shows that you've worked for something. Um, and that's important. I love that you said that. I think it it goes to show in a lot of um, interviews with athletes after they do something really cool that goes viral that everybody sees. And, you know, an interviewer will say to them, you know, what was going through your mind when you were doing that? And they usually say, I don't know, I blacked out. Or, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on. I was just playing. I'm not sure. And you said that perfectly, right? Like everything's just going in slow motion because you're just kind of encompassed in this bubble of pressure, but you're living in it and you're living in the moment. And um, it's so funny because I think anybody that's listening, if you play sports, you know exactly what we're talking about. There's always that at least one moment um, where you've been able to kind of experience that. But um, like you said, it just it it's just that moment that you want to be able to embrace. And I think that's something that definitely takes takes practice with those situations too, right? Like your first pressure situation, it's most likely not going to go well unless you get really lucky, right? But the more you you get into those situations, um, the more comfortable you are with them, just like a lot of things that we practice. And um, I think that, you know, another thing that I think we think about at the highest level too, and, and at any level is being afraid to make mistakes, right? Like, and I think as athletes, as lacrosse players, Mistakes happen all over the fields, every single game. No one ever plays a perfect game. Um, And I think it's a question that I get from a lot of my young athletes, as you probably do as well with your girls. And, um, you know, how how do you handle making a mistake on the field and then being able to kind of bounce back and bring bring your team back into it? Yeah. So I have two things to say about that. One, um, like you look at fear, right? But you can flip the script of faith then that kind of, that person, that's personal to me, maybe, but like that has helped me reframe a mistake because if I go out and I am so scared to make a pass or I'm so scared to defend this top attacker in the world, or I'm scared to, to run fast, then that fear is always going to inhibit 
me from being my best or giving my best to my team. But if I can turn that fear into having faith in the process and just executing the best I can, then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I actually make a mistake because I'm so in tune to what I'm doing in that moment and that process where most likely the byproduct of the process is going to be success, whatever it is in that moment, whether it is making a pass or defending an attacker. Um, and I think Kylie, you know, we get to this point where we're, we are playing on the national team and, um, you know, I think sometimes people think we don't make as many mistakes as we do make. And we know when we make mistakes, <laughs> we definitely do. So for everybody listening, there is no such thing as perfection. Imperfection is perfection. Um, but I, I think trying to find your reset button um, is really important, whatever that is. Sometimes I take my stick and I stomp the butt into my into the ground and it's like pressing a button and that's reset. Or crumble up a piece of paper, throw it over your shoulder. That's our reset button. And, you know, I think that you got to find what works for you, but no, the more you harbor or hold on to that mistake, the more mistakes will, that will probably come from it. But if you can let it go and then get back into that optimal performance zone, you will probably be more successful because you're, you're having faith in the pre the preparation you've done and you're not focusing on, that mistake that you previously made. Um, and I will say most times coaches forget about mistakes right after they happen. So don't dwell on it. They'll re they'll circle back eventually. <laughs> they always circle back, but they will forget about it for a little while. That's not what kind of mistake it was. <laughs> kidding. We are totally kidding. But I mean, that, that segues perfectly into my next question though, um, because you have, such a unique and I think a lot of us at this level um you know so many of us who play professionally and play on the national team um also coach right in, in a bunch of different ways um myself I coach all different ages yeah. um and I absolutely love it because I get to see lacrosse you know at the very beginning stages just pick first picking up a stick and starting to fall in love with it the way that you did when you first picked up a stick um and then I get to see it you know through college and these girls kind of absolutely loving the college process. And, um, you know, you get to, to do the same and you get to, to work with these girls that are at some of the highest levels out there. Um, what do you think that, you know, it's such a, it's such a cool thing because you get to see the game out there on the field when you're playing yourself mm -hmm. and you get to train that way yourself, but then you also get to be on the coach's side of things. Like how, um, I guess, what are some of the things that you've learned over the process and over the journey of, of being both a coach and a player? I think we have the best of both worlds, Kylie. We get You're to right. do it all. <laughs> I would say that I I heard this from someone I respect a lot, and I've taken it to heart. And I would um, I'll share it with you guys. And it's um, the saying is your your influence is never neutral. Um, and what what I mean by that is you can either come into the room and light it up, whether there's one person in the room or hundreds, or you can turn it into darkness. And I think for me as an athlete and as um, a coach that I, I know that wherever I am and Kylie, you're the same way. It's like our, 
our influence is all over the place and we definitely want to be that positive light um, and that positive influence on everybody we meet um, and everybody we're working with. And, and that's just really something that I've taken near and dear to my heart because I know that it's so important to, to, to be that influence to the people that you're, you're working with um, or the people that you're playing with. Um, I think that I wouldn't be one person or I wouldn't be a coach without being able to play. And I wouldn't be the player I am without having the opportunity to coach. I think you learn so much from actually teaching the game. Uh, you learned how to break it down, try to see how your players tick, what motivates them or inspires them and um, how you can share the game in a different way, because we all know not everybody's that same, that same individual. Um, and the same thing as a teammate, you, you become way more knowledgeable because you're constantly like teaching it. Um, so when you're on the field, you just have a, a different knowledge base of um, how to actually play and execute at a high level. And um, I think it's really cool for us, Kylie, because we're surrounded by such incredible talented athletes and the majority of them coach. So you're constantly absorbing all this incredible information and lacrosse IQ at our US weekends. And then you're like, wow, I thought I knew something, but you always take away something else at the end of the weekend, which is good. You always want to be a learner. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to learn new information. I was just going to say, it's one of those sports that like, it, there's no right or wrong way to play it per se. Right. Like if you think about how many different coaches that we have, um, just, just on the national team. Right. So like you said, at the training weekends, you go there and there's so many coaches who have so many different perspectives from not only the college teams and the teams that they played for growing up, but now the teams that they like the things that they've learned and now they're pushing out to the girls, the next generation of girls that they're coaching um, and the things that they see from their programs. And, and then there's this whole other side of all these other girls who have had a whole different, you know, upbringing and a whole different experience, a whole different coaching um, kind of way about doing things. And it's so cool because when it all comes together, you're learning this and that from the other thing, the other people, and then you're able to, to bring it back. Yeah. I think that's so cool about what we do. You bring it back and you're like, oh, well, you know, to, to my girls, you know, I, I learned this awesome thing from Cookie the other day. And, and then, you know, your girls are kind of like, wow, you know, mind blown. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I was mind blown when I heard it too, you know? So I think that's what's so cool is that we're constantly learning and that's what keeps us so invested in it. You know, that's what keeps us so invested in in our sport and that you know turns perfectly into exactly what i wanted to talk about next was um you know our, the future of our sport right there there's a lot of really awesome things happening for lacrosse right now um obviously it's an uncertain time we talked about that a little bit but you know we're still pushing through and i think that what's unique about our sport in this day and age compared to other sports is that we're doing a lot of the heavy lifting mm -hmm. as athletes um, and I just, you know, I think I know this answer, but I, I think it would be awesome for our listeners to, to hear from you, you know, what you want to see from, from our sport and what I guess your personal goals are to, to be able to see from the sport of lacrosse and in the coming years and to be able to look back when you're, you know, 80 years old and be able to say like, yeah, that's, 
that's women's lacrosse. We that did. was us. Yep. We, not even we. That was us. Just like I, that's our sport. You know, like this is where we deserve to be. Like, where do you want to see us? Yeah. Well, hopefully, we have a couple on the screen with us right now that'll be filling in our shoes uh, down the road, which would be sick. I see that smile on your face, Catherine. <laughs> um, but you know, I I think we all have such an affinity for wanting the best of our sport and putting lacrosse on the map, not just in a, a national scale, but on a global scale. Um, nationally, I'll kind of bring it back to, to in the, the U.S. Um, I think that, you know, us working and playing in a professional league and trying to figure out those next steps for um, the professional league is, is so exciting because it just gives female athletes the opportunity to play lacrosse post-college if the national team doesn't work out and I and we always go back like if you have an opportunity at least you have a chance to do something so I think that that is an awesome first step for a lot of our um inspire or aspiring lacrosse players I think that from an international stage getting lacrosse into the Olympics would be killer for so many different reasons. I know fingers crossed for that. Um, we're, we're shooting for the 2028 uh, Olympics, which are be hosted in uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, there'd be a different discipline for lacrosse, but nonetheless, the, the actual sport will could potentially be in the Olympics, which would a just get so much more exposure and visibility. Um, would allow multiple different countries to come in to to play that sport, um, and it it really would just increase the the awareness that a lacrosse is a very exciting. It's fun. It's fast. You have the finesse of the attackers, and you have the you know the athleticism and the speed. And I just think that. Um, our biggest downfall, Kylie, is that like people just don't know what lacrosse is. So I think our goal is to just bring lacrosse to the world in whatever way we can, so people can really enjoy it how how we how we enjoy it. Um, and I'm sure we could talk about this for days, but um, I, I I just think that there's so many incredible things that could happen with our sport. Um, and you know, once we kind of get through this. Uh, this time that we're in right now and um, we will get through it. We'll be able to really, you know, get on that top level of um, like where soccer is for, for uh, the U S national team of soccer and, um, and ice hockey and, and sports like that. So. Awesome. I, I love that. I mean, I think it's, it's a similar goal uh, of a lot of us. And I think that, you know, anybody listening who, who knows anything about us lacrosse players, I think you can kind of tell that from, from a lot of what we do. Um, and I think that that's what's so special. Again, it's just like a big community, a big family. That's what's cool about the lacrosse community. It's something small that's looking for something so great and so, so much larger. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exciting. It really is. Um, but, you know, you mentioned the national team a lot. And I know that, you know, it is most definitely the biggest honor in the world to represent and to be able to wear USA across your chest doing the thing that you love. Um, you know, I think you, you touched on it a little bit before, right? Like when you first started playing lacrosse, you might not have even known that there was a national team. It was the same for me, right? It was just like you fell in love with the game and, and those steps kind of fell in order. And then it was, I want to play at the highest level. I want to represent my country. Um, you know, can you, now that you, you're here, right? 
Can you talk about what it's like to win a gold medal? I mean, like that had to be insane, right? <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> yeah, of course, Kylie. Um, I, you know, so I played on the World Cup team in 2013 and 2017. Um, both U.S. brought home the gold, which is super exciting. Um, and I mean, playing on the national team, it's, it's, sometimes it's like you can't even put into words the feelings you get for being able to represent your country and something that you love to do and you just want to put, you know, your heart out there. Um, we're all competitors and we all want to compete at the highest level. We want to achieve excellence and, and, and greatness as a team. And I think that you truly never know how, how good you are until you're battle tested. And we definitely are battle tested during our training weekends and practices. And that preparation leads has led us to be able to when we play international competition to, to be successful. Um, the 2013 World Cup and 2017 World Cup were, were very different. 2013, we um, had a little bit of a, a lead, I guess, going into the final second. So um, that was really exciting. We, we knew exactly kind of what, what we were going to get to at the end of the game once that whistle blue and you know sticks are flying you're jumping into people's arms it's like the culmination of four more than four but particularly four years of lots of um blood sweat and tears so to speak and um in 2017 uh that world cup was in england and i think there was like a heat wave or something because it was so hot and then that last game the gold medal game it was lightning storm thunderstorm we were out in the warm-ups and we had to go back into the locker room and then we had to come back out like complete downpour people are like slipping and sliding during the game it was a little closer than the uh the previous world cup and nonetheless like when Devin had the ball at the end of the game and she threw it up like everybody ran and basically dog piled on her and and it's just like moments like that where you just take so much stock in that moment because it's so special and I'm kind of I'm actually getting chills thinking about it right now because you know how much work and time and effort that you put in to wanting to to be your best and give your best to your teammates so when you're actually able to say that you are a world champ and you did this with so many other girls that are um that have truly become your family, it just, it, it takes it to a whole nother level. Um, and it's, it's something that I will, that we will always hold very close to us. And um, it's just an incredible feeling. And it, I'm excited for, you know, for next year in 2021 with, you know, having the, the world champions being in Towson, Maryland, um, which is so cool that it's in the States and, you know, no home country has won the world championship. So I think that's a really cool, um, I guess it's more than cool, but it's a really exciting time to actually, uh, you know, be able to, to defend the gold medal and um, bring it, keep it back in the States where the actual world championship will be played. 
I love it. You gave me chills too. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I think any, you know, uh, any American would get chills from a story like that. It's kind of like a miracle story. Favorite movie over here. So, I mean, we talk a lot about lacrosse. I mean, it's pretty much our job. It's our everyday. It's our, it's our passion, but you know, Outside of lacrosse, what are some things that, you know, you're passionate about? I mean, I know that you are a dog mom to Callie. Yeah. The cutest thing ever. What kind of dog is she again? She's a Bernadoodle. Eight, eight months old, I think. She was in here a little earlier, but she's trying to, she walked away. <laughs> <laughs> she's over that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I think it's important for people to know that, yes, you know, we are lacrosse players. We are coaches. We absolutely are super passionate about lacrosse. But like you said, we have influences in so many different um, realms and, you know, we are people as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so what makes up Cookie? Outside yeah. Yeah, bring you guys into my world right now. <laughs> um, so I would say that, you know, I, I love traveling. I know that has been put on a halt right now, but um, something that you may not know about me is I had an extra semester after uh, my eligibility was exhausted for lacrosse, which essentially means you can't play lacrosse anymore. You've played four years and unfortunately, like, you have to move on from your college team. Um, and I, during my senior year, I was uh, debating between playing, um, trying out for soccer at Carolina or studying abroad. Um, again, I'm a huge soccer player um, and always wanted to play at, at Carolina. But I think, you know, I had an opportunity to study in Greece and I was in Greece for four months um, studying abroad. I learned how to speak Greek. I was on the Acropolis almost every single day or the Parthenon. Like I traveled with my classmates to Crete and the Peloponnese, uh, traveled all throughout Greece. And then we were able to travel just to different countries like Italy and um, Spain. And just really, it just really opened my eyes because I had never been out, really been out of the country before. Um, and I learned a lot about myself. I went there without knowing anybody. Um, and I think talk about being uncomfortable, like to go across, you know, the globe to a different place and just not know a single soul that definitely, you know, takes a lot of guts, I would say, but it it teaches you a lot about yourself and, and what you can do. And, um, you know, I think that that piece is something that really helped me grow. And then, fun fact, one of my friends who played basketball at Carolina got drafted to the Greek team, and he lived 15 minutes away from me, so I brought my friends to see him play basketball in Greece, <laughs> and so we had a little Carolina connection there, which was, uh, which was fun. What are the odds of that? I know, so <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Of all the places, like, we both were in the same same country, uh, just right down the street from each other. Um, but I would say traveling. Um, I definitely got into pastries when I was over there and I still have a love for pastries like croissants and <laughs> crepes and anything. Ooh, crepes. <laughs> crepes are one of my favorite. Wow. I haven't had a crepe in a long time. You just, <laughs> so good. Oh, you gotta make some crepes, Kylie. <laughs> Yeah, on the, on the dessert list tonight. I don't know. Seriously, <laughs> sweet, salty. I don't know. It just kind of depends on what you're in the mood for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so traveling definitely be one. Um, 
you know, I mean, I love a lot of different things. Love being with family and friends. Doesn't matter what we're doing, as long as we're doing it together. I love hiking, running, trail running is something that I've gotten really into. Um, I feel like you and I have talked about that a little bit, and you've been doing some trail runs recently, which is so cool. Um, I, I rolled my ankle. Yes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> did you go too fast on the turn? Did you I don't know. I think I was, you know, like, usually you look down on the trail, right? Because you're kind of like, you're all over the place. There's sticks and rocks and things. And I looked up for like two seconds and I was oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm no, I looked up like that. <laughs> Just tape your ankle. You go back out. You're fine. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, See, man. Kylie, sorry about that. <laughs> What'd you oh, say? I said, always pushing me to be better. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I yeah. I, I mean, I love reading. Love reading. I'm actually reading. This book is probably might be boring to some of um, your the people on the app. Sorry, guys. But it's called Personality Isn't Permanent. And it basically just goes into, um, if you want to be somebody, like, you can be that person. Doesn't matter what type of personality test or label you have been at that point. You can always grow and always expand who you are to become that person that you feel like you're capable of becoming. And um, I thought that was just really unique because you think like your personality is fixed in a way. Um, but I think the more we're learning about everything that there's so much out there, like, you know, just about having that growth mindset, always developing yourself and really pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And, uh, I, that, that book's been very interesting to me. Love podcasts. I know you do too. Love them. Yes. I was just going to ask about that. You know, I think we, we kind of always connect anytime I post about a new book that I'm reading or a new podcast or all these different things. A lot of times, um, you know, I've read a bunch of books of different athletes and their stories. I just find their stories. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to read athlete stories because we are in similar situations, but everyone's got a different journey. Um, so it's very interesting to take things that you're, are kind of similar from, you know, maybe a Drew Brees or an Abby Wambach, right. Or like all these different kind of players and people that we've looked up to for so long as athletes and, and know that there are similarities there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, you know, what are some, some of your favorite books or some of your favorite podcasts that you can share with our listeners? So I recently read the Kobe Bryant book, Mama Mentality. Have you read that? I haven't read it. I have, wasn't able to get it, unfortunately. RIP. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, I got it on Kindle. So cool. okay. it's all, all over the place. But um, read that book, uh, I guess, in June, maybe May. And I mean, as you can tell, it talks about Kobe Bryant and his mentality and he, how much he was a worker, but not only that, like just how much he studied, like the people he was playing against. So he could like outcraft people that were really good at their craft and his, his intensity and watching film and just getting to the gym and like just mastering his craft was impeccable. And like, um, you know, the discipline that he showed going up to the gym, whether he won a championship or didn't, it, it just, I, I was amazed by his desire just to be his best and 
And then also his desire to give back to like the newcomers in the NBA and wanting to share his knowledge and um, everything he's learned with them. So that was a really incredible book and pretty easy read, I would say. Um, podcast. Ooh, I love Laughter Permitted. Uh, Julie Fowdy. You said, you said village before. Did yes. you mean Dope Village? Dope Village, yes. <laughs> <laughs> got a dope village yeah <laughs> oh, love that she's she's awesome I've actually had the absolute pre- pleasure of meeting her I've worked a couple of her Julie Foudy uh, leadership academy camps um, with Jen Adams and Dana Adobe and Taryn Vanthoff who are three other really incredible lacrosse coaches and people and mentors um, but they, Julie runs a lacrosse or she runs the soccer portion and we run the lacrosse and there's different things that you mix and match throughout the week and she's an awesome awesome woman leader person like you could sit down and just talk to her about anything and so like having the chance to meet her and then also listening to her podcast I feel like I'm in the room with her and I'm like yes (laughs) yes Julie right like you just feel like she's your friend (laughs) exactly Oh, it's so true, but um, good one. Yeah, that one I find myself, you know, either driving or if I'm like on a walk or something. Whenever I'm listening to it, I'm always smiling, and then I look around and I'm like, oh, people are looking at me. Like, why is she smiling? Why is she smiling? (laughs) You know, I think that's so so cool. It's you know, it's all these people that are that we look up to. Um, you know, it's it's a cool way to see you know, in, into that, right. Into their everyday lives and into all the, the really awesome moments that they've, that they've accomplished because she interviews so many incredible female athletes. Oh my God. Um, and so many of them are just, you know, like people, like you said, that you just want to be friends with. Yeah. Um, and hopefully one day we can be just like yeah. Julie Foudy. Fingers yeah. <laughs> crossed. Hey, I think it's called laughter permitted for a reason though. So if you're walking around with a smile and you're laughing, then you're, then it's doing its job, right? That's true. I guess it is permitted for me. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, we're going to keep the laughter going just to finish out the last five minutes here. Um, We have a, just a few questions from RKO 17 lacrosse, put a little sticker on Instagram here. Um, And two of them are kind of funny. So, you know, where did the nickname cook come from? You know, I was in a cookie eating contest and I just crushed it. No, I'm just kidding. I wish that was the case. Um, (laughs) I actually got the nickname from playing soccer. Um, Again, I, soccer was the first sport I've ever played. It was something that, you know, I thought it was going to be like the next Mia Hamm, Brandon Chastain, Julie Foudy, whatever you want to call it. Somebody in the 99ers. Um, But regardless, I think I was five and I was playing on an under 10 travel team. So I was the youngest person on the team, very tiny, but aggressive. And I think I'm still pretty aggressive. So that (laughs) (laughs) hasn't changed too much. Um, And somebody on the team just started calling me tough little cookie. And since then, like cookie just stayed with me. um, And he's here to stay. So it's a I guess it's a cool story. It's not, but I do love cookies. I will have to add. I do. I was going to say, we had that question in the chat there. Uh, Does cookie love cookies? How could you not, you know? (laughs) Um, And our girl, Kaylin asked, um, what would you say is your spirit animal? This is a fun question. Oh, my spirit animal. Gosh, that is a good one. Okay. 
Hmm. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. That, that's kind of stumps me for some reason. I feel like I have, there's pieces of animals that I would love to like. Like if we could morph, morph. animals together. It might yeah. have like wings, but then a beak and then like a really long giraffe neck and then legs or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows what that would actually look like, but you know, I think we could, <laughs> we could try to figure that out. Um, we're hybrid. It's a hybrid. Multiple. There you go. Um, I think, okay. So at first I'll, I'll tell you too, at first I was going to say an Eagle. Cause I think the, the, the aspect of flying and being able to see everything from that type of view is really unique because we see everything from like just a little bit above ground level where, you know, a bird or Eagle, like it's seeing from that bird bird's eye view. And, um, I think that perspective is really cool. And then you can get to one place to another super, super quickly. And it's, you know, a pretty tough bird, I would say. Um, and then the second one, I love elephants. Like I love elephants. I think they're so cute and friendly. And I mean, they're pretty loyal from what I've read. And I think I uh, can say that I'm a loyal person. So, and I just like, they're just so cute. So I'd say elephant. <laughs> I love it. You know, what's funny is I was going to say eagle for you. Um, so it's funny that you said that. Um, oh, look at that. I don't yeah. know. You know, when sometimes you like look at someone and you're like, okay, I, like if you had to think quickly, like first animal that you, they make you think of. Yes. Oh, hi, Callie girl. Callie's coming to, to visit. Hold this on. You guys. Is, this is, this she is heard, she heard animals and she was like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh. <laughs> getting so big I know oh man oh man oh okay so we're gonna finish this up on um a little last segment that we like to continue to keep the laughs going but I like to call it quick finishes a little for me um but we're just gonna go with a speed round all right um okay. we're gonna finish nice and quick so ready three two one Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> One thing on your bucket list? Safari. Favorite band or artist? Ooh, anything country. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. <laughs> Best place that you've traveled to? Uh, Greece. Or Favorite Italy. Or, or Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite moment in your lacrosse career? Sorry, say that again. Favorite moment in your lacrosse career? Uh, winning a gold medal. And also being surrounded by you guys. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. See, I told you guys, so sweet. <laughs> and last but not least, what's one thing you, you're, you have learned from quarantine that you're going to take into life post? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great question. Um, you know, I feel like any moment, um, you just want to make the most out of it. Uh, I think we learned that we've learned most recently that, um, without knowing like something could be swept under your feet and um, completely change your life and change your world. And, you know, going back to those pause moments, it's really important to pause, but also um, be grateful for the, the time that you have doing what you love to do, do staying um, with your family and just being able to, to find the, the joy in everything that you're doing um, and never take anything for granted. Um, we all know that we would wish we could be out on the lacrosse field. We wish we could be with our teammates and, um, you know, 
coach and go back to school and all that stuff that we're used to doing. Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, there's protocol and we have to follow the protocol, but knowing that has been taken from us, we really want to make sure we're grateful for the moments we do have. And um, that lasting memory is really important as we continue to, to ride this sad and navigate, navigate it together. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much, Cookie. I mean, I think that myself i took so much wisdom from tonight's talk and i always do every time we talk every time we get on our little workouts or even every time we're just chatting about a podcast or a book or another documentary that i gotta go watch but um i'm super grateful that you took the time out of your super busy schedule to um you know come hang out with us and just share your wisdom share your your experiences um, because I think it's so important. Uh, you've seen so much in the lacrosse world and, um, I'm super, super, super grateful for you taking me under your wing and on all these training weekends and beyond. So I'm grateful to have you as a friend and as a teammate, and I can't wait to get back out on the field together. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Kylie. I love being here and hanging out with you guys. And I, I, there's really no place I'd rather be than here with you. So I appreciate you inviting me to hang out with your crew. I love it. Um, and I just have to say this, I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and it's a it's unique and I love that we have some viewers on there and I hope you guys are taking all this information from Kylie she's one of the greats and uh, you know I think that you ha she has a lot to offer you so keep smiling and working hard just like she does and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna get through this time together and we'll be back together sooner than later so um, I've loved being here and go USA. We got to do a go USA in there. <laughs> <laughs> Always go USA. Yeah, US. What, what are you yeah, wearing yeah. there, Kylie? What? What are you wearing there? Oh, little Alex Ross. It says do better. Oh, I love that. Yeah, check little, it out. It's shout out to Alex Ross. I love that. Is that her sweat company? Sweet sweat thing? Uh, yeah, the, the sweat life. Yep. Yeah. It says it on the back somewhere, but, you know, tie-dye and it's a little do better. I love it. I love the saying. I love having something on my t-shirt that says something where you're walking around and it makes somebody do a double take. And it's like, yeah, you read that. Do better. Right? <laughs> okay. I saw something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cookie. Everybody, thank you for being here. We'll see you again next week. And I hope everyone has a lovely, lovely week. Um, stay safe and healthy, everyone. Thank you again, Cookie. Thank stay you. Safe, Bye, you guys. Thank you. Thank you.